Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Ashley, and we're the Theme Parkettes. Find out more about us, our store, our travel planning services, and more at themeparkettes.com. Today, it's actually our one-year anniversary it podcast. It is! Happy anniversary! Happy Theme Park anniversary! <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Right? I can't believe it's been a whole year. Uh, and so today, we decided we would do some listener questions. So thank you to everybody who has ever listened to our podcast. <laughs> Hi, this mom. episode. <laughs> hi, family. We appreciate you so much. And so this episode is for you. We are answering every question that we've ever got. Well, to be honest, some people have asked us questions when we've been like, that should be a whole episode. And so we've got a big backlog of ideas for upcoming episodes that we will be able to discuss your question for an hour, but there are some questions <laughs> lucky that you. <laughs> lucky you, but there are some questions that just require a sentence or two. And so we've compiled a list of those and we're going to cover them today. So um, mostly, obviously, they're Disney and Universal questions because our lovely Ashley here is a vacation planner who specializes in Disney and Universal trips. <laughs> so we... Da, 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 da. So that is uh, that is where most of these questions lie. But um, I think that you will have fun. And if there's a specific question that you're looking for, be sure to always check our show notes, and you can fast forward right to that question and get that answer. But you should probably, but you should probably also just listen to the whole episode because you never know what you might learn. Have fun with us. <laughs> you, you hang out with us for hang a little while. Do Come the on. dishes. Fold your laundry. Yeah, drive to your destination. Do your do your run, prepare for your run Disney race while listening. Woo-hoo. I will be doing most of the asking and Ashley will be doing <laughs> most of the answering because I, there's, I'd like there's to a lot of questions for you. I like to say that it's going to be like a conversation though because I feel like a lot of these questions I'll say something and then, you know, we'll have some banter about it. Like there'll be, it, it won't just oh, be no, me. Wait, most of these are for you is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was, Nobody try, I was trying to be helpful here. <laughs> Nobody has any questions for me. That's not true, Jessica. I have a question for you. Oh, you do? I do. Let's start. If you could be any Disney princess. I'm already Cinderella. Okay, no, no, no. All right. But I know you. Okay. If you could be any Disney princess besides Cinderella, who would you be? Well, I mean, I'm currently a redhead. So, I mean, Ariel. But, man, I love Moana. I sing Moana. I feel closest to Moana. I grew up on the beach. That's a good one. I feel like Moana is my spirit princess. <laughs> I don't Whereas know. How about hey, you? Hey, hey is my spirit animal. Um, <laughs> I so so my go-to is always Belle because you know she loves to read, and so we're both book, big book oh nerds. My God, you're totally Belle. But yeah. like, but I would say in a lot in, in in line with your you know. You really want to be Moana. You like feel a vibe with Moana. A lot of times I really want to be Mulan. Yeah. I cannot wait for the live action. I'm so I, excited. Oh, it looks like it's going to be so good. I cannot so wait excited. for that. All right. I got a listener question for you, Ashley. <laughs> okay. So in the past, we've definitely talked about how far in advance you should plan your Run Disney Runcation and how far in advance you should plan a Disney trip. But in general... 
how how far in advance do you think like is there is it too early to be planning some trips ashley if if you are trying to plan your trip in terms of budgeting and you're thinking like i want to go in three years Obviously, like, I have no idea how expensive anything's going to be in three years, but you can at least get a sense of what it is now so that you can start, you know, socking money away or planning for whatever. Disney in particular releases their next calendar year pricing about six months before that. So how to explain it. So usually this is June. Usually Disney would have released or should be releasing 2021 packages and pricing for the next calendar year. Um, That being said, you can always book usually a resort room, just the resort room, 499 days out. And then you can add on the other pieces later. But that's that's what you can physically do. So if you're the kind of person you're like, I need to to put my deposit down and check this off my list and get this on the books. You're going to have to wait till those packages are released. Um, if you are thinking, you know, you don't know when you want to go and you want to wait on prices, just keep in mind that some things book up faster than others, depending on the time of year you want to go. So, um, I don't, I always say it's never too early to start planning or at least start assessing where you want to stay. You can always do research too. I mean, the resorts aren't going to change really anytime soon. You know, the amenities aren't going to really change all that much. The parks are, other than adding some rides or attractions or restaurants, like aren't going to change. So you can at least start to do the research and figuring out what you want to do. Um, but also like if you're going with kids, you know, you might decide today that in three years you want to do X, Y, Z, and then you get to that point and your kids might not want to do it. So, um, I think it's good to have a general idea, um, but the more flexible you can be, the better. Has there ever been anybody who reached out to you and you've been like, it's too early for me to do anything for Uh, you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yes. I've had people, I've had somebody who told me they want to go in five years and I was like, great. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's great. Okay. Um, I can't, there's nothing I can do for you, but I've also, I have a client who wants to go next year and they, they reached out to me and they were like, look, we just want to have an open dialogue about this. And I was very honest with them and they're like, that's great. We're just going to kind of start feeling stuff out. They wanted to do research. They wanted to, you know, they have very um, particular things that they want to do. And so they wanted to kind of get a sense of that and didn't, and they didn't want to feel rushed to make those decisions. So five years is a little bit extreme. (laughs) (laughs) Um, mostly because there's literally nothing I can do for you. But, you know, I would say most people for a Walt Disney World or Disneyland trip usually start to have the conversation two years, 18 months out. Um, If you're taking a, a cruise, like Disney Cruise Line, those cruises get booked further in advance. So, you know, they're that's a little bit different. But if you're thinking just about theme parks, I would say like two years is a good starting point to start having that conversation at least. So on the other side of that, how quick can you help someone plan a trip if they suddenly come into cash and free time? Who is this person and will they take me with them? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, here's the thing. You could, I, I could plan you a trip tomorrow if you wanted to go. Well, generally speaking. Not in June 2020. But Not in yes. June 2020, but like <laughs> I would say that the key piece about it, you can plan a trip whenever um, and you can plan to go tomorrow if you wanted to. What you have to keep in mind is that 
you're likely you're going to have to pick from whatever is available. So you may not get the resort choice or the resort room choice or things like that. Um, you're going to have to be super flexible with, uh, how you handle touring the parks. Um, because you know, you will have very limited time to secure fast passes. Dining reservations might be really tough or non-existent, but if you're the kind of person where you're like, I'm happy to eat, you know, a corn dog and a churro and like wait in line, then yeah, we can definitely plan you a trip to go anytime. Um, you just kind of have to have a little bit more flexibility and just know that you might be paying a little or a lot more just based on what's available. Nice. I mean, I would go tomorrow if I could. So I know, but I don't have cash or free time. (laughs) So there are plenty of people do. There are plenty of people who are like, I can drive to Disney and I want to go for the weekend and I want to stay there and you know, we can make that happen. Are there days of the week that get you the best hotel rates? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, generally speaking, I think this is a this is a travel industry standard is that, you know, the middle of the week is going to be usually less expensive than the weekends and holidays. So, you know, if you go like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're looking at less expensive rooms versus Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Same thing with flights. I don't know if there's right. any particular day of the week that's better than others. Um There are some times of year where the hotel rates are high, and I'm like, I don't understand why. But then you have to think of school vacations are different all over the country. Yeah, Mm -hmm. conventions, um, events, you know, especially Disney or Walt Disney World, I should say, with ESPN Wide World of Sports, um, they host all sorts of competitions throughout the year. Cheerleading. Cheerleading, Yeah, it was like cheerleading Mm -hmm. competitions and dance competitions and, um, you know, so... There are certain times of the year where um, there are large international tour groups that come. So it's hard to say, like, it might seem like a quote unquote quiet time of year. And then you look and you're like, wow, this hotel room is way more expensive. And it just could be because there's, uh, you know, the demand there. One thing I can actually tell you firsthand, I mean, this is a couple of years ago, so this might have changed. But when I lived in Los Angeles, I used to go to Disneyland during San Diego Comic-Con weekend because Ooh, everyone in smart. LA was in it was in San Diego so there was nobody All the nerds in, are gone. Yeah, because there was like nobody me. in Disneyland. That's <laughs> and it that's was awesome. really smart. Although yeah. I I go to San Diego Comic-Con every year and we will sometimes go on the way or way back from San Diego. Yeah. So don't go on a Wednesday or a Sunday, <laughs> but like the Thursday, Friday, Saturday of Comic-Con is probably a really great time to I go. I mean, <laughs> we were I think I was there on a sat on the Saturday of Comic-Con and I remember just standing there and being like, where are all the people? Someone had a question about universal vacations oh. and if there are ways to save money and reduce costs over there. We talk a lot about Disney. In fact, we should do a whole episode on budgeting, saving, and little little ways to help you save money besides the, the hotels and time of year and things like that. Uh, but is there anything in particular universal... Orlando, I'm guessing, um, but I guess it could also be Hollywood wise to save money. We should totally do an episode on budgeting um, because there's stuff that you and I have both figured out over time that has been really helpful. Uh, Universal is interesting. So Universal, obviously, at least Orlando, I should say, is doing everything in its power to compete with Disney. And they've built a bunch of new resorts um, right. they're like building seven, how many re- there's so many resorts um, at Universal. there's way more than I would think there would be 
given the fact that there's currently two theme parks and one water park. Uh, but you could make an entire vacation out of just going to Universal. And there are plenty of people who do. Um, I think that to save money, if if you're focused on just going to Universal, if Universal is your priority for your trip, the best way to save money is actually to stay at Universal because there's so many perks, much like staying at on a Disney resort, at a Disney resort. There's so many perks to stay at a Universal resort, like early entry to the parks, um, depending on where you're staying, you know, there are usually deals with the express pass or unlimited express pass included, um, that kind of thing. And then Universal does a really decent job of doing buy multi-day tickets and get money off kind of thing. Whereas, you know, Disney does that with its multi-day tickets and its park hoppers, but they don't say, you know, if you if you buy three days at Disney, you get two free. Whereas Universal will be like, if you buy three days at Universal, you're going to get two days free kind of thing. So, um, you know, you can you can definitely make an entire trip out of it. And then you don't feel so rushed. You know, if that's your focus, you can still do other things. Universal is really close to a bunch of other attractions. Um, so, and it's still drivable or Uber or liftable to, to Disney if that's what you want to do. But if Universal's really your focus, you're almost better off staying at Universal, taking advantage of the on-site benefits, and then doing a one or two day over at one of the Disney parks if that's like your secondary reason for going. So Ashley, there are eight endless summer Surfside, endless summer Dockside, Aventura, Cabana Bay, beach resort, the Sapphire Falls, Royal Pacific, Hard Rock, and Lowe's Portofino Bay Hotel. Wow. And you know, they're pretty, they're value ones, like the Endless Summer Dockside. That starts at like $79 a night. That's really affordable. And then on top of that, you get all of those um, perks to staying there with the early admission. You're right there. You can do um, express ride at some of the the hotel city walk is right there too so Mm -hmm. you know universal is really trying to to compete i mean you know there's always that like joke that whenever universal does something really well disney then has to do something better um and if you're a theme park nerd like we are you know you can have all sorts of conversations about how they try to one-up each other and when they've succeeded when they've failed but if you know, there are plenty of people who are like, Disney's not my thing, but Harry Potter is my thing. Or, you know, I really want to have more of a an adult-focused vacation. Um, yeah, they Universal. got a lot of bars at Universal. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes they do. And a lot of bars, have, a lot of pools. I think the resorts, too, like the Hard Rock. The Hard Rock is definitely adult-focused in a lot of ways. Like yeah, it's, Even when you go to the Universal site, which I just did because I wanted to make sure I had the number right of how many resorts there were, there's there's not even really kids on the on the on the marketing. Like it's mostly adults having fun with a drink in their hand near the pool. And if you really <laughs> search, lovely. you can find some kids in there. But I mean, and then just like they have like these really neat club re- level rooms and suites that are yeah, they're just really like kind of Vegas swanky yeah. looking. They know Let's their market. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tomorrow do you have cash and free time <laughs> no no cash no free time well a lot of free time but no. but no cash <laughs> good question though yeah good that question. is a good question yeah okay we got another one okay should i purchase my park tickets through a different retailer aka not directly from the park oh oh uh, okay oh 
This one's really bothering <laughs> well, Ashley okay, listeners. No, so it's bo- well, no, it doesn't bother me. Here's the thing. As I am a, I've been a lifetime card carrying member of AAA. So I recognize that there have been plenty of times in my life where I have utilized my AAA membership for a discount on something sure. travel related, right? You know, there are plenty of third party retailers out there that you can buy tickets from or book your vacation with. Um, I hear this the most from people who book their vacation with Costco. Um, that just happens to be one that I've had a lot of clients come to me and say, well, Costco is only going to charge me X, Y, and Z. Here's the thing there, you know, if you're really looking for it, it exists. The, there's always fine print. Um, there is almost always some sort of cancellation policy. There are likely going to be hidden fees and penalties. Um, and you know, I always think that if you're if you're spending that much money on something, you should really have the least path of resistance to the thing that you're trying to achieve. So if it's, you know, if you're going to Walt Disney World and you want to be able to ask questions, make changes, um, if something happens and you need assistance, I don't necessarily know that Costco is going to do that for you, but no. I will tell you that mm-hmm. if you are booking your trip, you know, uh, directly through Disney or through a travel agent, um, those things are a lot easier to deal with. Um, so that's my like very roundabout way of saying that I'm not going to pretend like these things don't exist. Of course they exist. Like there's plenty of, I remember as a kid that, you know, my aunt went to a, a timeshare like viewing just so she could get us free tickets to Disney. I mean, I was little, so it was a long time ago, but, um, you know, those things, they, it still happens. I mean, those things exist. I'm saying is that if you're planning a trip, I like to plan for the worst and hope for the best. I just think it's, it's a, a smarter choice to go directly to the source. And to be honest, going directly to the source usually means that you have a better chance of getting, um, you know, package discounts or things that apply to your trip that you might not be able to get because you booked through a third party you know, vendor like Expedia or Costco or something like that. So um, that's just something to keep in mind is, yes, you might save $50, $100, whatever the amount is overall, but if something happens, you might end up having spending yeah. more time and energy. And you know what? I'm going to add on to this and say that I feel like those deals are good for the really only, may, maybe only the advanced park goer, like the experienced Disney or Universal trip goer. Because, you know, like if you know what you're doing, you've been, you go every year of your life and you have a chance to get more affordable park tickets. And No, but I know what you mean, though, because like I have I have friends that have been a zillion times and like but they're also not necessarily the folks who are trying to score three advanced dining reservations a day and a zillion fast passes. Like their trip is right. very different. You Character know, that's like, kids yeah, I mean, they're, they're two adults. They travel by themselves. You know, they spend a day or two golfing. Like it's a very different kind of trip. So for them, it totally works because they're not, you know, trying to make it like the greatest Disney trip of all time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's, I think you're right. Like, I think those are the folks that yeah, if they've done it a bunch of times. They don't need a lot of the things that Disney or Universal or anybody offers as part of kind of a larger package. So it works right. for them. And they're also not in a place where if something happens and they get charged fees or cancellations or whatever it is that it's going to be devastating. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, if you're traveling 
with kids and they have their hopes up or if, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just different. Or or if you're traveling as an adult and you've got your hopes up. Right. This is your one week a year that you're going to go on your vacation. We had a whole episode about park cancellation, you know, trip cancellations. Mm -hmm. If you don't book through a planner or through the parks, you put yourself at risk. This is a really long answer to a very simple question. (laughs) But I feel like it's important because you'd just be surprised at the number of people that I hear. They're like, I bought my tickets to AAA. I'm like, okay, I can't help you. And I don't think Disney can either. I think you have to go to AAA. And that's a different standard of customer service and um, policy. And, I mean, how many of us actually read the fine print? So read the fine print. Next question. It's from Lauren. We love Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Uh, I have never been on mine train. Help. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing that means that she's never been able to get a fast pass or... Why, why hasn't she gotten on mine train? Do you know this story? I don't. I don't. Mm. Um, my guess is that she hasn't been able to get a fast pass. Mm-hmm. This is something we need to fix. Um, but I would say that this is kind of a good question to talk about in general, because there are a lot of popular rides that people say, like, I've never been on this. I've never been on that. Oh, I should say it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves Mine Train at Magic Kingdom <laughs> in Se- Walt Disney seven, World in yes, Orlando. Seven Dwarves Mine Train, seven dwarves seven dwarves mine mine train mine. at Magic Kingdom. There's a couple of things. Like, we've talked about this in some other episodes, but, you know, this is part of kind of the planning in advance. It's one of the most popular fast passes to get. If you don't get that fast pass, you employ the rope drop situation um, or... You wait it out till the end of the night and get in line. I mean, they're, you know, part of what I do is to kind of plan those things out. And I have a lot of clients who are like, I do not want to get up that early on my vacation and rope drop. Totally get it. You're on vacation. You want to sleep in. I get it. Just know <laughs> that if you're sleeping in, you're missing out on a good chunk of time where you can check these rides off your list and not stand in line for a really long time. So, uh, it sounds like the next time Lauren and I are at Disney, going to have to get her up early yeah. and get to rope drop. <laughs> I think that's really good advice for all of the uh, fast pass, all of the popular fast pass rides. And then, of course, with Rise of the Resistance, which I would say if you are a Star Wars fan on either coast, that is something that you have to do on your vacation. I mean, it's a must, must, must do. Mm-hmm. And that one, you have to be at the park when they open to be able to even get into that reservation system. So good answer. Get up early. Be an early riser. <laughs> it definitely helps. I will say that like being an early riser at Disney, oddly enough, is is a very helpful strategic approach. Um, you know, people talk about rope drop and as if it's you know this great amazing thing but it really is i mean there there's just so many benefits to it i mean there was one time i was at magic kingdom did rope drop and i did all of the mountains in an hour that's amazing <laughs> and then i was like wow. what do i do now <laughs> like uh, okay i guess, guess check that off the list um so you know it's it's worth it and then go back to your resort and like go lay by the pool and take a nap you know See, you don't have to i'm more 
of a fan of being there for the kiss goodnight. <laughs> this is something we debate. I am not a rope drop person, except for Rise of the Resistance, <laughs> and if I'm going to Orlando. But like for Disneyland, I'd rather show up at 11. <laughs> and <laughs> I know that sounds crazy to people, but as an annual pass holder, it's like, uh, beat out the wait, all the rush of people trying to get in and just casually stroll in and stay there till the park closes and ride everything late at night then but uh, you know i don't have kids so <laughs> maybe that's the difference and plus i just i love the kiss good night it's so cool to be there at the park at, in the evening when it, everything's kind of like quieting down in the dark and the lights are sparkling and the trees and all the magical things happen at the kiss good night you know I feel like we've had some fairly magical mornings, though, on all the times where I forced you to get up early and go to Disneyland with me. Yeah. <laughs> you I don't agree? Prefer the, I just prefer the magical evenings. But maybe but this is a longer both. debate. Maybe this is a longer debate. Right, you can have both if you can, you can have stay both. up. Maybe take a nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> Why not? You know what the best place to take a nap is? The Hall of Presidents. Yeah. It's air-conditioned. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great nap location. Oh my gosh. This is a great idea for a podcast. Best nap locations in every park. I literally have a whole list. Let's do it. I have a whole list. Every park in the world. And so what's the best place at Knott's at Six Flags? Because no joke, I've I've napped in every park at some point. I have also probably napped. I'm like thinking of all of the places. There are always the air conditioned dark rides. Uh Oh yeah. Uh I have slept through Carousel of Progress every single time I've written it. (laughs) And I totally pull the like the the total dad comment of like, I'm not asleep. I'm just resting my eyes as I'm like snoring through great moments of Mr. Lincoln. At Disney's California Adventure, the Animation Academy. Mm. Also a great location for a nap. There are some choice uh, locations in the Redwoods area that if you find an empty bench... Or just mm-hmm. go to the Grand Californian and sit in the lobby. Or mm-hmm. we could just go to the Rose Garden and lay down on the grass and sleep there. <laughs> not, that we've, not that we've done that. But then that. you're in the sun. I want the air condition. Shady. Well, that was at night, so that was a little yeah. bit different. But yes, Spaceship Earth. <laughs> hey, no. You can't say, attention no, no, to no, Spaceship I'm, Earth. There's like, a lot of history love, in there. I love Spaceship Earth. <laughs> If you have not been on it and paid attention to it, like you need to pay attention to it. But if you've been on it enough times... It's very soothing. Judy yeah. Dench's voice. Dame Judy Dench. Sorry, sure Dame, Dame Judy Dench. My bad. <laughs> I forget that I'm talking to an actor. I have to be very specific about these things. Sorry, get it right. Get it right. Show your respect. <laughs> Just Tom Sawyer Island. Oh, gosh, we're so old. Young me <laughs> would hate me so much. Seriously, okay. young 12-year-old Disney park going Jessica who went to four parks in a day, you know, she would hate me. But here's the okay, but here's the other thing is that there there is just a point where if 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 you and I are gonna be at a park together and we're both gonna wake up early and stay up late, at some point we're gonna need like a 20 20 minute refresh, okay? That's just yeah, also because there's probably some sort of alcoholic adult beverage in there as well. So not at the Magic Kingdom, but yes. Only at Disneyland. <laughs> And if we've gone Anywhere to Galaxy Central yeah. Club 33. Or, yes. well, I should say, or be our guest at Magic yeah. Kingdom because there you could drink there. But yes, but but here's the thing. It's hot. There is this whole idea that when you're a child, you need to take a nap, right? Because you need rest. So there are plenty of kids who nap at Disney. 
what's to say that like we don't actually still need that napping time? I mean, it's hot. The sun is out. You're doing a lot of walking. It's a lot of overload. Energy and adrenaline. And then you finally find yourself in in a cool, maybe a dark location, you know, and sometimes you just want to close your eyes and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't judge. I don't judge anybody who likes to take naps. I don't think you could take a nap on like Space Mountain, but no. Some of the nice boat rides or, or back slowly back moving. when Universe of yeah. Energy was still a thing. Oh my gosh, that was a forty-five minute nap. <laughs> what the heck? Just all you need to see was the dinosaurs, and then that's it. That's all anybody remembers from Universe of Energy is the dinosaurs. And then you wake up and you'd be like, "Why is like, Ellen's why voice did in I my just head?" Learn? And Bill, my the science why guy. Why did I just? I, I feel like I was supposed to learn something about <laughs> electricity and power and kinetic. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. know. So this is school. Just saying, Why? there's no shame in your that, there's right? no shame in your nap game, guys. It's okay. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Did anybody ask you about naps? They probably didn't. Nobody asked us about naps. <laughs> well, now they know. Uh, okay. This next one is uh, seems boring, but I think I actually don't know the answer. Uh, do I need to bring cash, travelers' checks, credit cards, and now are parks promoting cashless payment methods? Oh, this is a good question. Actually, we'll we'll make this exciting so that it doesn't make you want to take a nap during this podcast. Da, 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 should you bring um, cash? So here's the thing. I'm I'm going to assume that if you are going to a theme par- a theme park or uh, on vacation that you probably have access to both cash and or credit cards. So I would say if you can avoid traveler's checks, I would for the sole reason that they're a really big pain. And they, at this point in 2020, like where there's a zillion other methods of using, of handling currency. Cash is always good to have if you want to leave a tip for housekeeping in your resort. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, obviously the best way to do it. I would recommend putting it in an envelope and making it very obvious what it is, um, so that they don't accidentally like throw it out while they're cleaning up credit cards. I, so I'm going to tell you credit cards over debit cards. And the reason why is because debit cards almost always will have some sort of transactional hold on them, whereas credit cards won't. So, uh, at least with all of the theme parks, they take all of the major credit cards. Um, it's a lot easier to dispute charges on a credit card. You know, now with being able to pretty much access your bank on your phone at all times, um, it's easy to turn, you know, alerts on and off, travel alerts on and off, all of that stuff. Debit cards can get a little bit, in theory, I suppose, more secure because they either have a chip or a, a pin. Um, but again, they can put a big hold on your debit card and you won't have access to that cash. So um, I would, my recommendation, I would not bring a ton of cash with you. There are ATMs, um, you know, you can get cash back at certain places. I, I just would not, I'm just having like flashbacks to when I was a kid and somebody stole all of my money out of my backpack. So it just, it just Aww. not, but the thing is that you can't track cash, right? Whereas if you have a credit card or a debit card, at least if it gets stolen, you lose your wallet, whatever it is, you can at least address that. And there's a process to handle it. If you bring a ton of cash with you and it disappears or it gets stolen, like that's it. There's no, that's it. That would be my suggestion. If you're the kind of person that gets anxious about credit cards and debit cards, but you also, you know, you're a heavy cash person, you can also buy like prepaid uh, debit cards. And so you can load money onto them. You can also buy Disney gift cards. I was just going to say that most every theme park has 
gift cards. Yep. Um, the thing is, they're usually only available in denominations up to $500. Yes, but you can reload them. Right, exactly. So that's another option is like if you if you really want to bring cash, but you're nervous about bringing cash, like carrying it around with you, buy we'll just use Disney as an example, buy a Disney gift card, you can reload it online or you can reload it in person. And you can literally just, if you're at a gift shop or wherever, you just hand them and ask them to add money to that gift card. This is actually how I recommend a lot of clients handle uh, money for kids. When they bring their kids and they you know want to give their kids like a spending budget, yep. I always say, give Brilliant. them a Disney gift card with a certain amount on it. You can always add more. Um, this comes, <laughs> this comes in handy with like teens or if you have kids of an age where they want to go off on their own. So you want to be able to give them the freedom of being able to, you know, get food and, and buy souvenirs and things like that. But you also don't want to worry about them losing their own credit or debit card or losing cash. The gift cards are a perfect way to do this. Um, the biggest suggestion, the biggest suggestion I can give you if you do, if you get a Disney gift card or any theme park gift card to do this, take a picture of the back of the card with the number and the, the pin or however they have it set up. If you lose the card or if somebody loses the card, you can at least call and they can shut it off and move the funds into a different card. And you haven't mentioned... Um... Yeah, you didn't mention magic bands. Oh, and then of course, yeah, the magic bands. So um, with Disney, you get a magic band if you're staying on site. Um, you can also purchase them if you are not staying on Disney site. Disney in Florida, not in Disney. Sorry, in California. Walt Disney World. Um, you, if you're staying on site at a resort, you can actually put a credit card on file and you can set up a pin for your magic band so that you can actually use your magic band for purchases. Now, this is great if you don't want to carry your wallet with you. I do both because every once in a while, sometimes the magic band, things you tap them to, the readers sometimes just don't work. And then if you don't have your wallet on you, you may not have an alternative uh, method of payment. That's also a good way, another great way to have kids or, or teens, I should say, if you want to give them the freedom to be able to charge things, um, you can do that. Just know that it charges to your room and not directly to your card. So those charges won't, uh, won't reconcile until you check out. And I made the mistake one year of thinking that they had been just being pulled out of my, you know, account every single time I charge something. And then I got my bill at the end. I was like, Oh, why is this number so high? <laughs> just cause, Oh, cause all the charges happened at once. So just something to oh keep in mind. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do have Apple pay at, mm -hmm. Disneyland. Mm -hmm. They do. When you're doing a lot of mobile ordering, that's just because she was asking about cashless. Uh, cashless yeah. I mean, payments. I think um, you, the mobile ordering you know, is easy. Is, that's attached to your Disneyland app. Um, so yeah, then it just charges that. Universal so. also has mobile ordering. So um, mm -hmm. that's something you can do easily. I always recommend mobile ordering for the sole reason that why stand yeah. in line if you don't have to. I love I love the idea of cashless payments. Also, just less things to touch, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, easy pickup, uh, less chance of if you lose your bag or your bag is stolen or, you know, you just leave it somewhere, you know, you, you'll be safe. I'm usually against taking large quantities of cash with me anywhere, um, but you, you can and they still, they'll keep, they'll accept yeah. it. Just uh, you go upside down on rock and roller coaster and it might fall out of your fan pack. <laughs> and then what are you going to do? Uh, that's all I'm saying.
but people are wondering if they need cash for anything. And right, the only thing I can mm-hmm. really think of is, I mean, there's not really a lot of places that you can't tip on a card. And so really it would just be for maid service. Yeah, or, so you don't have to yeah. really bring it into the park for tipping any, like I can't think of anything no. that you I mean, can only use cash the for. Only, there's nothing, I mean, you can use your card for, I think, anything. Pretty much everything. Ooh, if you want to do, um, if you want to get the coins. That's the other thing I was going to say, yeah. You need some coins <laughs> You'll for need those. coins for that. Um, Although some of, I feel like I saw a card reader on one of them. Uh, oh, did they change recently. it? So maybe the, uh, they're, yeah, and vending machines they're moving over to card readers. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, all of Six Flags the last time I went, well, they had card readers on the on the vending machines. Yeah, I mean, I, throughout the park, I'm so, trying to think yeah. of the last time I actually used cash at one of the parks. Yeah, you don't need it. That's, that was really the only thing I could think of was putting in the money to get the, the coin. Mm-hmm. The You know what I'm talking about. What are those called? You know, the coin. The penny press stretcher. machine. <laughs> the penny <laughs> presser. The penny pressers. <laughs> the coin stretcher. <laughs> I don't know. You heard it here I, first, I folks. It. It's coin stretcher. But yeah, I think even those are moving over to, to card readers. So, yeah, you don't need cash. Okay. Oh, this is a good question. Okay. Have you ever gotten pixie dust or a magic <gasps> Yes. I have. Yes. Okay. I want you to answer a question. So you go first. I'm going to, I want to hear yours. Okay. I think you were with me. We took my nephew, Justin, to Disneyland and we could not get fast passes for Space Mountain. And he, this was his first time at Disneyland and a shout out. Hi, Justin. Hey, Justin. And we could not get in and all day long was 120 minutes long. We stayed until the end of the park. We were thinking maybe during fireworks, we could not get into Space Mountain. It was just, and then finally they shut off the line and we were so depressed and a cast member saw us and said, how, asked how we were doing. We were told him how bummed we were that Justin, he was leaving the next day for Japan and would not be back to Disneyland anytime and had never been on Space Mountain. And the cast member took us right up to the Fast Pass line and let us get on through Fast Pass without Fast Passes. That was a super magical moment. And, oh, we got to ride Space Mountain. We have the photo and Justin got to ride it. And it was amazing. I was with you. I know. That was a fun day. That was an awesome day. That was a great day. That, that was, was a great day. When we first saw the Paint the Night Parade, too. Oh, that's that so knit. good. Okay, so I have two. I was at Magic Kingdom a couple of years ago and was just standing in line for ice cream and just was chatting with the cast member. Didn't ask her anything, like ordered ice cream. And she gave me my ice cream for free and told me it was on Mickey. And I thought that was so cute. <laughs> so even it was Did something she little, say I was why? Like, oh she just... <laughs> She just wanted she, to no, give me free she ice just, cream. She just, she, I don't know. I don't know if she just liked me or I, I don't know. But she was like, "Oh, don't worry about it. It's on Mickey today." And I was like, "This is the nicest thing anybody's ever done for me." It's so, <laughs> so funny how yeah. the, those little things. And for any of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's referred to either as pixie dust or a magical moment that cast members have the authority to do. And if they just tell another cast member, oh, I'm giving pixie dust or, oh, I'm doing a magical moment. And you can't, you shouldn't expect it and you shouldn't ask for it. It's just sometimes a thing that a cast member will do. And it's just so funny how those little things like that, although that was not a small thing to to get us onto Space Mountain. Um, or when we rode the Lily Bell. 
I mean, that right there. He <laughs> said out of nowhere, listen to that episode if you haven't. Our the experience best. on the Lily Belt, it just was one of the trolley drivers uh, at, I don't even know what they call him. Engineers? What do they call them? Yeah, I think they're engineers, right? Engineers at Disneyland uh, who are driving the double-decker bus around Main Street asked us, is there anything we've ever wanted to do that we've not done? And it happened to be my birthday. And Ashley said, what about the Lily Bell? And his <laughs> eyes lit up and he took us on the Lily Bell. And not only did he take us on the Lily Bell, he gave us a whole tour. So listen to that episode and hear all about that magical moment. Oh, I've thanks, Matt. I've the Lily Bell. I also actually had that up in a Disneyland. I got to drive the Mark Twain once. That was awesome. Awesome. Okay, last question for now. Until okay. our second listener question episode. Here's the last one, Ashley. Can I get a tour of Cinderella Castle? <laughs> I'm not asking you as Jessica. I'm know, asking you I as know. a listener. <laughs> a listener asks, can I get a tour? Although, can, can you take me to Cinderella Castle and give me a tour? <laughs> so, okay. The short answer is yes. For a very long time, uh, this was not something you could book um, or do. In fact, uh, it was something you had to win. Um, you know, there was anybody who had ever gotten a tour or stayed in the suite, the Cinderella Castle suite, um, you know, had talked about it but never actually shared how they were able to do it and that kind of thing. Uh, but very recently, as of like a year and a half ago, Disney, Walt Disney World, I should say, announced a VIP tour called The World of Dreams. It is for the low, low price of $12,000. You can have six guests with you, and it's 12 hours long. Um, but it does include a tour of the Cinderella Castle Dream Suite, in addition to, like, a bunch of other great things, which, you know, I would hope so at $12,000. Um, yeah. If you, <laughs> The other thing, important thing to note, if you're interested in this, you should call me first. I'd be happy to book it for you. But also, you can tour for one day at $12,000. And if you decide that you would like to have that for multiple days over your trip, each additional day is only $10,000. So that, uh, that's an option. If you're, if you're the kind of person where you've got cash and free time, and you want to, <laughs> if you want to book it, um, or, you know, if you've got six friends, like divide up $12,000 across six people. Wow. Just to be able to see it, not even, not to be able to stay overnight. No, you're not even staying overnight. You're just getting a tour of the suite. I mean, you're also getting like backstage access and transportation, you know, uh, basically a fa an unlimited fast pass and, you know, exclusive like viewing spots for parades and things. Um, meals are included. I think you get, I don't think you even need an ADR anywhere. Like you can just eat wherever you want. Um, the kind of, you know, much like all the other private VIP tours, I think they kind of just go by whatever you want to do. So, you know, if you if it's worth it to you, it's, you know, probably a totally worthwhile tour, but it is $12,000 and no, you cannot stay over. So the short answer is yes. The long answer is yes, if you have $12,000 <laughs> spend. I think you should just go to Disneyland and just walk through Sleeping Beauty Castle. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like the same thing. <laughs> Which has it's been there. You can just walk through and it's ADA accessible. Little pinky. Area now. As, yeah. as they like to call it on the Instagram. Oh, Little oh pinky. <laughs> I will never call it that. <laughs> I know you won't. Okay. I have one more listener question that I okay. actually want us to kind of touch on. Okay. You two post pictures of being in Club 33. Are you Club 33 members? Oh. <laughs> I will answer uh, this. Sadly, yes. no, we are not. <laughs> 
Do you want to explain the reason why we got to go to Club 33? Yes. Uh, So I have been twice. The first time Ashley was with me, my uh, family member, I won't say who, has a hookup or knows someone who knows someone and they were able to get us a reservation so that we could go to eat on the restaurant side of Club 33. The second time I went was earlier this year with a member. So I was able to go to the bar area, which is, oh my gosh, amazing. Being there with a member is wonderful. And uh, in fact, I was thinking we should have that member on oh. and talk about what it is to be a Club 33 member. I think that's a great idea. Do you think that that particular person would be willing to join us? I think he would. Ooh. Okay, super fun. TBD. 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 I just remember being, well, first of all, I don't know how this happened because we were there on a Saturday, but we were the only people in the restaurant. And every time I left the table, I came back and my napkin was folded perfectly. It was yep, like magic every single was, time. It was like, a where beautiful is, fine dining experience. <laughs> where is this magical napkin folding situation coming from? It was like blowing my mind. Um, yeah. You also have to wear, men have to wear a jacket or a collared shirt. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, was something. I don't something think they had to wear jackets, but they had to wear they had collared to shirt. Nicely. Yeah. yeah. And we wore so, dresses. It was super fun. It was really fun. So yeah, no, sadly, and uh, we can't get you in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But if you get the chance to go... Oh, you should say, go. do it. Say yes. You should go do it. Well, uh, I think that concludes our listener questions episode. Please okay. send us your questions in the future. You can find us on the internets at themeparkettes.com. You can reach out to us on Instagram at the theme My personal Instagram is at actor Jessica Gardner. And mine is at Happy Go Ashley. And hey, if you need someone to go with you to the park because you have some cash and free time, give us a call. (laughs) Remember, you can sit with us. Thanks, everybody. 